Women Taking the Lead, Episode 81. Find yourself a mentor really fast and ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Dr. Carrie Drizga, who is known internationally as the functional medicine doc, the go-to expert on finding the root causes of health problems so you can feel normal again. She's a chiropractor and a naturopathic doctor and host of the popular podcast, The Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Carrie. Okay, Dr. Carrie, that's only a little intro for everyone, so tell us more about you and your humble beginnings. Oh, Jody! first off, it's such a pleasure to be talking with you today. I love your podcast. So about me and my humble beginnings. Oh, well, I started off um, in my career as a chiropractor. And I would say that it, it was pretty hard for me to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. So once I figured out being a chiropractor, that sounds really cool. I went through all the schooling and whatnot. And I actually married a chiropractor and moved from Chicago to Canada to practice. And I remember being five years into practice and coming home one night and sitting down to dinner with my husband and looking at him and saying, do you see yourself doing this for the next 25 years? Like, do you like being a chiropractor? Because I can't see myself doing this for the next 20, 25 years. And he said, oh no, man, I love this. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not normal. So even though I love chiropractic, I don't so much love being a chiropractor. And so then I was back on that route of trying to figure out what am I going to be when I grow up? <laughs> and at the same time, Jody, I still have a, a, a big student loan debt to pay off, you know, after having this realization that that career just did not make me happy, did not fulfill me. And, uh, and the other thing was that I realized also being in practice early on that going to school, you know, they teach us how to be great doctors, but they don't teach us how to run a business. And for me, running a business never came naturally. And so that was, that was really tough. Also, just all those, all those very, very lean years of just trying to get a business, a private practice you know, like just for it to be successful. Oh my goodness. I can't, you know, I know there are so many people who can relate to your story where you find yourself having worked hard to get into a career that you thought was going to be it. And then you realize a few years in, this is not it. Yeah, <laughs> There is something about this I love. And I think that's the thing. You're not far off track. There was something that led you there, but that was not the destination. And to then on top of that, have come with it all of the minutiae right, of being a business owner. Yes. And getting that off the ground, that must have been overwhelming. It was. And so it was about 15 years in a private practice then that I realized that really what I wanted to do was devote my practice to doing functional medicine because that was my real passion. But jo Jody, in order for me to do that, that meant 
having to go back to school to get another doctor degree. And so I had to move from Canada back to Chicago for two years to get my naturopathic doctor degree so that I could then do functional medicine, which I found out along the way that was where my passion really was. So for any of the listeners out there that are still kind of struggling, and so at that point in my life, I was like 40. So if you're still out there trying to figure out like, what do I want to be when I grow up? There's actually a lot of us that are like that. And, and mm-hmm. that's okay. And it'll come when the timing is right. Absolutely. I think I was 35, 36 when I realized, you know, what I wanted to be when I grew up. Although I was successful in my career and mm-hmm. I was I was happy working with the people I was working with and I was doing well in my prior career. I was a corporate executive in mutual funds, but it was not it. Right? And when I realized my it, which was coaching, like that that was just a completely different experience, like pure passion. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this. So that that is a big deal. And to go back to school again, <laughs> right? And, and to take on, you know, more debt again, right? To make sure to get yourself back on the right track. That's commitment, too. And you must have known something like this was it to make that type of commitment. Yeah, I guess it was just I had a realization and I just knew in deep in my gut that it was the right decision. Now, along Mm -hmm. the way, we have decisions to make. You know, we're always making decisions. You're like, well, I'm not really sure. But when you really hit on one where you're like, no, I have to do this. Now, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I know that this is the right step. This is the right direction for me to go in. Mm, Perfect. And Dr. Carrie, clearly you've gained confidence and had success through all of this, right? You you know you're on the right path now. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. It's a it's it's a time when you don't realize your true value, right? So you don't live as big as you could. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. Okay, Jody. So oh this is a great I think this is a good story for for you and the listeners. So early on in my career. So after going back to school and getting my second degree and then getting back in a private practice and trying to rebuild my practice after being away for basically two years, um, I knew that the next step for me was to write a book. I knew that was the next logical step in my my progression in private practice was to write a book to get my name out there. And so I had started at this time working with a, a business coach to help guide me and mentor me in this area. And as soon as I sat down and started, you know, thinking about the mission for the book, the mission statement, um, what the book was going to be about, as soon as I started having these thoughts, now, Jody, at this point, I did not even have a single word written on paper, but I was starting to really stress about what what is this book going to do for me, for my career? I was, I was starting to be paralyzed with fear that, oh my gosh, more people are going to be looking at my website and people are going to be calling me and they're going to want to interview me. And, oh my gosh, maybe I'll even be on TV. And, oh my gosh, I was, I was so paralyzed with fear. And again, this was all going on in my head. I still did not have a single word down on paper. <laughs> and so I realized that it was a fear of success that I was having. It was a blinding fear of success and I just could not move forward. So 
I belonged to a mastermind group at that point. And I remember having this, we, we do a virtual mastermind co- group. So I got, got on the phone that day and I was like bawling my eyes out. And I was just saying like, oh, I have this fear of success. Like how do we people who are introverts put ourselves out there and how do I get myself over this fear of success? And my mastermind group members were so helpful in just telling me like, hey, you're normal. Most people actually have a fear of success. And you just need to take it one step at a time. Don't think about these big things like, you know, people calling you for interviews and going on TV. Just think about all you need to do is just write one paragraph. Just write one paragraph. Just think about that one person out there in the world who's going to read your book and you're going to change their lives. Just write it one paragraph at a time. And so after after I had that um, that revelation and that this kind of getting through this fear of success, it was like after that nothing could hold me back. And I just I just got all that book just written out. Within months, I was done with the book and it was out on the shelves. Oh, I love that story. And there, there's two things I want to pull out of it too. And I couldn't, you probably heard me giggling because I couldn't help but laugh because I don't know how many times like I've experienced it or I've coached somebody who's experienced like that overwhelming fear of what will happen if yes. when no action has been taken yet, yes. right? You haven't even started. That's far off. But this, there's that fear of like, my life will be out of my control, at that point, if I get too successful. Exactly. And so I realize, and I realize this now that when I have something on my to-do list and I keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, I need to really look at that and see what is that all about? (laughs) No, I, 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 you know, that's going to cause me to take a closer look at some of the things that I've been moving on my calendar as well. Cause there are some things, you know, and I, one thing in particular, so thank you for that. And for those listening, you know, think about that, that thing that you know you should be doing. It's the right thing for you to do. But for one reason or another, you just can't seem to find the time to get it done. And Dr. Carey, you gave us a solution to it too, thanks to your mastermind group is break it down into small chunks. Just get started. You don't have to worry about what comes later because you'll be able to deal with that when it comes, but it's not, you're not there yet. Just focus on what's in front of you. And Jody, you've probably seen in your old in your own life that the not to get too woo-woo here, but the universe tends to give you what you can handle mm-hmm. at the right time in the right order and whatnot. Yeah. And so some of that is just going back and just having that faith of, you know what? I just have the faith that it will all unroll it will all unroll in front of me as it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. The right people come into your life. Yeah. You get the right support system. Somebody reaches out to you and it's exactly what you need that at that time. And you're right. We get freaked out because our life right now is not set up to support us, you know, months from now or a year from now, but we're not there yet. Our life is perfectly set up for us to say, write the book. Mm-hmm. And so we can get that done. Mm-hmm. And, and then the other thing that I learned was just making that decision will start opening up the doors. Mm-hmm. So getting out of the the indecision, my my business coach, his name is Jim Palmer, and he calls it Squishyville. Being in that indecision, well, maybe I should do this, and maybe I should do that, and la, la, la. Once you get yourself out of that, and you just make a yes or a no decision, 
then the doors start to open up too. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Love it. All right, Dr. Carrie, now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. So I guess building on my story there about my fear of success writing the book. So it was about, so this was a big year for me. It was about six months after that realization. It was now December and you know how we are usually in December. We're like, we're looking over the balance sheet. How did I do this year? Um, you know, looking at all the statistics and income and whatnot. And I realized, okay, my year that I just worked so hard on, I'm still at about the same place that I was last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. So something fundamentally needs to change. And although I felt like I was working really hard, obviously nothing really changed that year. And I realized that I was the problem, that I was still holding myself back and that I was still just like a bag of excuses. So as we were saying about having a to-do list and just kind of, well, I'll work on that tomorrow. Well, I'll work on that tomorrow. I just had this, you know, this 3 a.m., you know, wake you up in the dead of your sleep realization that I was all talk and no action. And then in order for me to really hit those goals that I wanted within my life, my business goals, my health goals, my relationship goals, all of those things, that I needed to make some fundamental changes, that I couldn't blame everybody else, that it was really up to me. And so once I really had that three o'clock in the morning, like, oh, crap, kind of a moment, oh, my God, the problem is me. Then, mm. you know, once I had that realization which is, I wouldn't say embarrassing, I'm not ashamed of it, but, but, but I guess it, it's a flaw in me. Nobody likes to have flaws. But anyways, <laughs> I, I had that realization. And then after that, bam, I just started like writing blog posts, started like really getting my podcast out there, started working on my next two books uh, and whatnot. So everything just kind of, um, everything just kind of evolved after that. So it was a big, big part of just realizing that in order to get, get moving, moving forward in my life, moving forward in, in my business, I really had to get outside of my comfort zone. Mm. And that's not easy when, and I think <laughs> no. many, many of us experience that when we, we have that sudden light bulb that goes off and we're like, Oh, I'm the only one holding me back, mm -hmm. right? Nothing, nothing else is getting my way. I'm not, I'm not experienced success right now only because I haven't done what I know needs to get done, right? I've been putting it off. I've been procrastinating or I just haven't been taking any action. So it's, it hurts a little bit, right? When we realize that there's nobody to blame but me. But at the same time, it's incredibly empowering on the flip side. Once you can get past that, yes. it's like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do. Uh -huh. And this will all come together. Exactly. And that's so great because you answered the question. I was gonna I was gonna ask, like, what were some of those fundamental things that you did? And then you went on to say, I posted blogs, I was on social media, I did the podcast, you know very much getting your visibility factor up mm -hmm. and making yourself a, um, to the point where people could find you and connect with you. Mm -hmm. 
And it sounds like in, in your playing small moment, that was a big deal for you too, was as, as an introvert too, people are going to want my time and attention. Exactly. <laughs> and introverts, we don't like that. Right. No, no, no. You know, and but I, I think um, also what I got because you did start putting yourself out there, you also recognize that it was within your control. You can say yes or no. Right. You can limit how much you're available, but it doesn't hurt to, you know, and I think what a lot of you did what a lot of introverts like to do, which is write. Yeah, that right. And express, that, express your ideas and writing. Exactly. That's that's where I was comfortable with starting. And then slowly mm-hmm. I built from there. So slowly I started doing my podcast and that was, that was really difficult, you know, just kind of like getting over that fear of hearing my own voice on a recording. <laughs> it's so silly, but it's the truth. Yes. We have yes. so many of these limiting beliefs and fears in our, and they're all in our mind. And mm-hmm. so that's part of just, that's part of just um, how I've, part of what's helped build my confidence too. And a lot of it is, and, and this is not brain surgery here, it's about stretching your boundaries and living outside of your comfort zone. Just taking one step outside of your comfort zone. And time and time again, Jody, I've realized that as soon as I tackle something, like when I started to do my podcast and I was interviewing other people, I got two or three podcasts under my belt and I realized, hey, you know, that wasn't really that hard. Why was I so stressed about that? Why was I so fearful about that? that? That's so silly. I've seen that time and time again. As soon as you put yourself outside your comfort zone, you realize that it really is a lot of trash in your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly we adapt to what was before uncomfortable. Right. Because I had the same experience becoming a business owner and having to do marketing. I had to get headshots and put my picture out there and, (laughs) you know, write, you know, blog posts where people could critique them. People would have judgments. And then the podcast, the whole sound of your home voice (laughs) makes me laugh, too. You know, I remember a time when I couldn't stand the sound of my voice. I didn't like to hear it on messages that I left. I didn't like to listen to my outgoing message for my voicemail. None of that. But I find now like it doesn't bother me at all. I've heard it so many times. It's now like whatever. Same thing with my picture. That's what I look like. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, but it takes that allowing your just allowing yourself to stretch a little bit and be a little bit uncomfortable because we quickly adapt yeah, so, to that next level. So I hope your listeners out there really understand that all of these things are really quite normal. And we, yeah. and you and I, we can laugh about this right now, but going through yes. it, it's quite stressful. But you yes. know what? You survive and you get more and more confident and you, you become yeah. hopefully more and more successful as you go yeah. through this. It's all a growth process. That's all about, I mean, that's part of why we're walking the earth, right? Right. And, you know, I have to say, Carrie, the, what comes to mind, too, is like not to scare anybody, but like once you achieve a certain level of comfort, there's the next thing and the next thing and there's the next always thing. something. <laughs> Right, right. There's always the next thing that's a little scary. But what I find is the more next things you overcome, the more comfortable you are in your own skin. Like it doesn't take much to phase you. Right. And I I find now um, at this point in my life, because I have stretched my comfort zone so much, I'm really at ease with who I am. And in my own skin. And I think that's just part of the process of getting to that place is stretching your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Amen to that, Jody. 
love that. <laughs> All right, Gary. What I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead, right? We're all different. You've talked about some of your own personality styles and characteristics. So tell us, with all of that blend, what is your leadership style? Oh, Jody. Oh, well, I'd have to say that that is still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So as a doctor, I try to lead in a way that I would appreciate if I were the patient. So I really try and listen closely to what the patient is telling me and, of course, read between the lines and basically go at their speed but still push them a little bit so that they get out of their own way to achieve their own health goals. And so it's a little bit of motivating, educating, mentoring. And I think it's the same kind of a style that I use to lead my team as well. You know, and what what I'm hearing that too is one, meeting people where they are, but to know where people are, you have to really, you know, use your intuition and trust your instincts. Absolutely. Yeah. What it is that people need in that moment. Because you described a lot of different things and tools you could you have ready that can help people, but knowing which one's the right one at the right time. Mm-hmm. And some of that just comes with putting the blood, sweat, and tears into it, you know? It just right. comes with time. <laughs> Try it right. Make, yes, you make enough <laughs> mistakes and you know what to do and what not to do. It's so true. Well, isn't that where we hone our instincts and our abilities and our expertise is just trial and error, trial and error, yes. trial and error. I love it. All right, Dr. Carey, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Well, what just came out was my new program called Entrepreneurial Fatigue, How to Fuel Your Brain and Body for Entrepreneurial Success. And that's a course that entrepreneurs and business owners can do at home to help to help them have more focus and more creativity and a sharper memory and and how to deal with life stresses as they're building and running their businesses and and again how to fuel their brain and body for success. So how to put a health spin on business and entrepreneurship. So that, oh, that's, that's come out recently. So I'm really excited about that. That's intriguing. What What are some of the components for that? Because obviously as an entrepreneur, there are many different areas where I can experience fatigue. What are some of the things you're doing <laughs> right? <laughs> to, to help entrepreneurs to waylay that or, you know, just be healthier? So um, in the program, I talk about um, how to eat, you know, what diet is the best for entrepreneurs and making sure you're, you're staying well hydrated, getting good exercise, doing the stress management, because we all know that we should be doing stress management, mm-hmm. but how much of us are actually doing it on a regular basis, and then how to get really good sleep, because if you're not getting good, deep, restful sleep, you won't be able to recharge your batteries. And then some of the basic nutrients that I think every entrepreneur every entrepreneur needs to help re- keep their brain um, focused and, and working very strongly. Mm, I love that. Okay, great, co- great components that you pointed out there. And I just have to say, I'm hearing more and more about you, you underscored quality of sleep, because that makes sense to me. Because even though people might be sleeping seven or eight hours a night, if they're waking up throughout the night, or they're not getting a deep sleep, then they're not recharged. And that's why even after seven or eight hours of sleep, you can wake up and still feel tired or a little groggy. Exactly. If you're waking up tired, that's not good. 
obviously that's a sign that something is wrong. And it, it could just be that um, you need to do something as simple as wear a sleep mask to bed to cut out all of the little extraneous sources of light that we have in our bedroom from the from the alarm clock light, the light off of your cell phone charger, the light that creeps in around your window shades. If all you do is just take this one idea of buying a sleep mask, wearing that at night, that will block out the extra ambient light and that'll actually allow your brain to then make maximum amounts of melatonin so that you can fall into the deepest levels of sleep. And so that one thing across the board, I've used that on entrepreneurs, I've used that on so many patients and they'll come back and they'll tell me, oh my gosh, Dr. Kier, I can't believe it. I am getting such good sleep. Now, most of them say they're not getting more sleep. They just tell me that they're getting better sleep, better, deeper sleep. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm going to have to get a sleep mask because now that you say that I've been telling my sister who I stay with every now and again around the holidays, she and her husband built a guest room, but where it is in the position of the house, the room doesn't have windows. Right. Oh, so it's yes. so as soon as you shut the door, it's pitch black. And, you know, at first it was kind of weird, yes. you know, being sleeping in a room that didn't have any windows. But I remember saying to her, it's like a cave down there, like because it's a finished it's a room off the finished basement. I'm like, it's like once I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. And you've gotten the best sleep of your life, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so underscore anecdotal underscore there. So, <laughs> all right. All right, Carrie, now I'm going to go and do, we're going to head into do a quick leadership roundup. So okay. tell us, okay. what is one practice that helps to make you a better leader? Oh, ooh, that's a good question, Jody. So if I think of the one thing, the one thing that's really helped is that I say, thank you. And it sounds a little bit silly, but when I get to the end of the day and I'm having a little one-on-one -on -one moment with my staff and just kind of reviewing, okay, how did the day go? Do you have any questions? Blah, blah, blah. Before I leave for the day, I'll look them right in the eye and I'll thank them just for their hard work for the day and thank them for whatever else they did. And just doing that one thing, they've come back to me so many times and, and just let me know that they feel appreciated. Just by mm -hmm. doing just those, two, those two words, thank you. Mm -hmm. It makes such a difference. It really does. People want to be appreciated. They crave it. Mm -hmm. So that's great. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Oh, um, can I give you two books, Jody? I'll allow <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> so the, the first book that I really like is called Think and Grow Rich. But this one mm -hmm. is the for women version. So Think and Grow Rich for Women. And then the other book is called Less Stress Business. So those are two really great books that I found helpful in so many ways. I like that. Yes, I, I have read um, Thinking Grow Rich for Women that was kind of put together by Sharon Lecter, yes, I believe. Yes. Um, and it wasn't an, an interesting perspective on, you know, not the concepts don't change, but it was more how women think about an approach. Because mm -hmm. we're different, the concepts. We're different mm -hmm. than the guys. We do think and approach things a little bit differently. Yes. So it was it was a great book and less stress business. I will add that. And what advice would you give your younger self? Let's see. When I 
look back on things, oh, there's a lot of advice that I give myself. But I guess straight out the straight out of the barn, it would be find yourself a mentor really fast, Carrie Ann, and ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah, I don't think we can say that enough. <laughs> I don't think I do it enough. I don't think many people in my life do it enough, but it's so needed. And people are more than happy to help. They really are. They really are. So it's like, it's kind of an ego thing for me. I'm a Leo, I guess. That's probably where it comes from. (laughs) (laughs) That asking for help, it's a little bit embarrassing. But the reality is that's all ego and people want to help you. So true. All right, Dr. Carey, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Oh, so um, this quote is one that I used in my my first book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Mm -hmm. So the quote is, discovery is seeing what everybody else has seen and thinking what nobody else has thought. And that was from Albert Zen Georgie, who's an MD and PhD, and he's the Nobel Prize winner for discovering vitamin C. Can you tell my doctor? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. Lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you, Carrie? Oh, there, I have so many websites now, Jody, it's a little bit crazy, but I guess the, the website that's kind of like my home base where you can find my blog, my podcast, Dr. Carrie TV, my book, my entrepreneurial fatigue program it would be at drcarry.com and that's spelled d-r-c-a-r-r-i.com awesome and for those listening you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or you can use the short link which is womentl.com dr carry thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us we're all better for having met you jody thank you again for having me on your podcast today this has just been an awesome awesome interview thank you for joining me on women taking the lead were you inspired to take some action today but maybe don't know where to start or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.